0: I'm liking liking that, uh, that Cybernetico lineup. I, I am very curious as to how, um, they're gonna, these young guys are gonna, are gonna handle the, uh, handle this kind of match. Cause last year's, I don't even know how to put it. Like, I don't think I ever saw, uh, Cybernetico like live. Like, and I don't remember it even if it was done. So watching those guys do it, I was like, I, I couldn't even, what does that match? An hour? Yeah. Two hours? Like, (laughs) that's crazy. And that's at the Outpost. Mhm. Is that the place that Kaplan beat up uh Tyson Riggs? Yeah.
1: Yep.
2: <laughs>
0: that made him cry like a like a child? Yes. Yes. That's my favorite. I asked Kaplan about that when I saw him when I bought uh uh beef jerky off of him that day at, in Akron. I was like, "Oh, I'm like he's like, I'm going to beat up Sam." I'm like, "Hopefully not as bad as you you slapped around Tyson Riggs." He goes, "I think he's still crying." <laughs>
2: Yeah, he mentioned it in his promo, and I was like, "Dude, that was hilarious." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You know," he's like, "I thought it was funny. Figured I'd throw it in."
0: Oh, it definitely was, definitely was. So, we—if I could say this weekend—and uh, I'm going to say because it's—it's—I'll uh, give a shout out to my niece. My my niece is getting bought mitzvah on Saturday, so we are all going to be on the other benefactor's boat that he's a uh, part owner in, and we're going to have the party on the boat. It's going to be dope.
2: Uh, I still need to go on the boat when I uh, mm. come visit
0: when you visit it was too they cold it, last time. Yeah, they close in October. We're at the end of October, beginning of November. So if you come in September, you definitely will come hang on the boat with us in Austin and we'll get everybody to come out. Kevin Marshall, the whole crew.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: it'll be fun. But uh, I so wish I had you- more. Yeah, I wish I had more to say and tell you on the weekend.
2: <laughs> so how was your weekend? How, how was your, your week since last week? Mars? it's just
3: i thought i feel like brothers was talking to you so you can go first and just get it out of the way
0: (laughs) no because he already insulted me once or twice on our text chain so you know i was gonna hand off the mic to you mars but no i did nothing it flooded like crazy here all weekend so sat around with my thumb up my butt and did nothing
3: not a damn thing brothers you said your weekend was boring
2: I mean, all I did was cause I was like I didn't have anything planned and I had some extra money, so I bought two K twenty three and I just played like that all weekend. So
3: Oh, you just play the sport, you just played when you say two K twenty three, do you mean wrestling or basketball? WWE WWE. Well I there's don't... an okay.
0: NHL two K twenty three also, Mark. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be the video game guru.
3: No, it's isn't it just like NHL twenty three? No. Two K like, twenty three. It's the it's same a, company. It's no, isn't that EA that's EA Sports? I it is I, I see these at work every day. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, oh.
1: Grandpa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I
3: only buy games at the end of the
0: season then I don't have to pay full price. Except I'm playing Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor and it's pretty rad. I just That's- finished uh, Last of Us 2 this weekend. And that game was awesome also.
3: I played a lot of the Street Fighter Six demo. I was hoping it was going to be an open beta. It wasn't, but you can make your own character and that shit is wild. Uh, every design is either going to be horny or just like a giant freak monster. <laughs> now is that on Steam? What do you play that on? Uh it is on
0: PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I only have the the PlayStation Five. I don't know what. Um, I'm not sure what you're playing over there.
3: Well, here's the joy. It has. It's going to have crossplay. Everyone can play with everyone, and you can you can all fight your freakish, horny, freak shows against each other. <laughs>
2: i refuse to play against marcy just because an issue just decimate me and i'd uh i'd be very upset with myself so i will not play against marcy i'm,
3: I'm, I'm waiting i want my I'll ass show you the ropes. Marcy. yeah i'll teach you i'll teach you some street fighter
2: by teaching me you'll just destroy me for like two rounds and then be like see there you go that's all you got to do that's- yeah. i've seen people <laughs> play that shit's ridiculous i can't i can barely play mortal Kombat anymore which they just released a teaser for Twelve Mortal Kombat Twelve. So
3: oh, finally after that just got real like that got announced on some like financial call. Morris, I
0: have some some old, really old man stuff. Me and a bunch of dads had a uh, have a Nintendo emulator okay. and we were playing we were playing the original Mortal Kombat and all the rest of them they just honestly had no idea what they were doing. They're all button mashing. So I downloaded. On my phone all the moves and i put it next to me and i just started housing everybody
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god because
0: nobody knew what they were doing except for me and i still couldn't figure it out some of that stuff
3: you knew the secret moves yeah i I Uh, had all those yeah
2: i think i still remember how to do scorpion spear that's about it
0: (laughs) you know it, it back forward and and a or x or whatever it is is the best for raiden and i couldn't get the lightning for some reason but i got his nonsense where he flies across the screen um, oh yeah that's the best yeah yeah you just whoop people doing that so you, also, block-, don't it, know what you doing. block
2: it and then he's like flipping in the air and you uppercut him that's yeah. the best
0: that, well that's what some of them did to me yeah
3: that's street fighter 6 demo the, uh, that CPU at level 8 fucking just it's ridiculous broken really uh, so yeah it does the normal like computer bullshit where it can just like so say you throw a fireball it's, it's, ju- it's jumping it knows when to jump like on frame 1 Oh, but it's that's also not... it's doing like the wild. It's like doing full combo ass combos. Like this is how people are just learning the game for like Lu- Ryu and Luke. They're just like watching Level Eight CPU do whatever the fuck it wants to do.
2: <laughs> so who all was playable in the demo?
3: Uh, it's just Ryu and Luke. Okay. Who's Luke? Uh, wait a minute, I'm he's, lost. He's the new kid on the block. They put he was the last character they put in Street Fighter uh, in the Street Fighter Five uh, DLC for Season Five. Is
0: he like Ken? Does he do like Ken type moves or does he do like Guile type moves?
3: He's like the sweet, I don't know, he's like a bro. That's the best way to put him. Who's the John claude Van Damme?
0: <laughs> who's the Who's the John Claude Van Damme of this game?
3: Obviously, Guile. Guile is he in Every it? Is he in Guile isn't it? He's got is like he? eyebrows now.
0: Well, marcy's naming guys I've never even heard of. Luke, what the hell? I'm not play with Luke. My well, name's the, one.
2: The coolest thing ever though <laughs> was uh, when they introduced the character Charlie. That was basically like Guile's clone. And my name's Charlie, and Guile's my favorite character. So I was like, they did that for me.
3: Charlie's the coolest. Charlie's cooler. They like they set Charlie up as this guy that just died, and then you see him. It's because you learned he's too strong. He can't be alive. He has to yeah. die. That's yeah. ridiculous.
2: It's the truth. That's and the then truth. he comes
3: back as a zombie in five. What? <laughs>
2: see, see, this is gonna happen. This is all just like a precursor. It's what's gonna Not happen.
3: Like a zombie, but like an undead dude. That's just like he's he's back. No thanks. I think I'm gonna <laughs> skip this version. I think I'm gonna leave it up to
0: you, Marcel. Listen, to X over.
3: <laughs> everyone play me in street fighter six
2: We're iw guide <laughs> minus jayhawk
0: minus yeah J- jayhawk's on probation he opened his mouth and it's, we told him to take a walk
3: it's past the grandpa hours <laughs> then josh wouldn't be here so oh, true. i'm a night owl
0: myself to be, but to Jake, be completely jayhawk honest
2: Probably I should be in bed right now because I have to be up at 530 in the morning. So, but you know, I'm I'll here. get up with you, butters. I I, I love our fandom. Everybody has given us lots of support this last week when we kind of made some changes. They gave us some honest reviews. We're kind of rolling back to what we used to do, making some other changes here and there. So bear with us. We'll, uh, you know, it'll even itself out. Uh, we got lots of interviews still coming though. So in and a, and a review this month, finally, I'm sure Stan will love that whenever uh, we ever hear from him again i don't know he didn't call him this week so i don't know at least He's he has so sometimes
0: know. you know sometimes you know Burlington can be busy and uh and
2: he, you know he, he can't he get to have, the phone yeah he might be in the hospital who knows how how much he was uh, pulling on that keychain all week oh, yeah he,
0: and how does he always get a cell phone especially in the place he lives in maybe they just don't let him maybe he had some problems yeah
2: the home that they uh they keep him in Yeah, I think he, Burlington. I,
0: he, yeah, he smuggled the phone in his keister, and then they caught him, and then he got in trouble. So <laughs> In his you know. prison wallet? Right.
3: <laughs> That's hey, what I just heard. I've heard. Hey, Marcy,
2: do you have a prison wallet? <laughs>
3: That's my butt.
2: <laughs> oh, Lord. Right. That's
0: the kind of content you uh, want to come back to. We're cha- we changed it back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> See, Jayhawk's not here, and everything just falls apart. Just...
2: Uh, yeah, he was the one keeping everything together. Okay. Right. <laughs> not he's, me. He called Marcy slurs last week. That's why he suspended. I had to bleep it.
3: <laughs> oh, that's right. What a jerk. <laughs> I knew I
0: knew there was a reason. I forgot that we had to have a talking to him in HR. <laughs>
2: yeah, it wasn't me this time. It was right. the other original member. For a change. <laughs>
3: <sighs> it's iw guide <laughs> right <laughs> i'm butters <laughs> no you have to introduce us You're not gonna, you gotta do that what i don't you have to do. introduce everybody yeah you yes. still have to though introduce to- me yeah you got, you i gotta, deserve that yeah
2: the guy that you hear that's not me is named jay gold and Hello. he is uh
0: that's good jay gold he's, he's, a, he's Hello. a
2: gentleman scholar right and the uh lovely lady that is on with us tonight uh has a prison wallet and her name is marcy <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, see was that so hard it Thank wasn't you. hard right see stick to the format butters come on
3: we gotta do uh, what makes we gotta make we do what makes us us right you,
0: you, you do what brings you to the to get you to the dance
3: and that's give marcy her proper respect right <laughs> Now, Marcy, tell us what's on this
0: week.
2: <laughs> I beg of you, please, please, yeah. What's on what's this weekend?
1: weekend?
3: So, uh, starting off on with IWTV Thursday, as always, we have Wrestling Open. Uh, Friday, we have NSPW's The Last Stand. We're just going through shows here. There's a bunch of them. Uh, Saturday, PWF is Live Wire's third anniversary. Also on Saturday, DO- DOA presents Come As You Are. A little, uh, Nirvana reference there. Hell yeah. Nothing on Sunday. Wow. So yeah, no, you can keep your Sunday free, but you get all your wrestling in on Saturday. And then over on fight, uh, there's a couple shows. There were supposed to be more, but there's a, you know, little festival issue. We all got a little, uh, bamboozled. Uh, done, Zing, done. Oh. but otherwise uh friday we got uh two great shows you can check out uh hood slams coming at you at 10 p.m eastern i had it and then i lost it i'm ron burgundy yes 10 p.m <laughs> 10 p.m hood slam brings schism if that so it doesn't make me sound so bad you can't do that <laughs> i had to do two 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 services this time i'm not used to that yeah, a one servi-
2: a- Marcy's a one service gal. That's all you get out of her. <laughs>
3: what are we What are we doing for
0: Friday night too? We, you missed
3: one. No, that's the big one. That's what we're saying for that's last. happened, the, the the best for last. That's the uh, one we're most excited about. Even though it's technically going to be happening earlier, I believe seven thirty. It's yeah, fight yeah. F- fight doing it thirty. Not putting it up on the schedule yet. But AIW is bringing in their second Cybernetico de Mayo. Nice. I'll be there. Brothers will be there.
2: I'll be there uh, early because I got the early pass to get in so I can get my ringside seat.
0: Oh, they do early passes. I didn't know that it was it's, done like it's, that. It's See?
2: like a $5 pass because it's like all tickets are 20 bucks. But then if you pay like an extra five bucks, you get in like a half hour early or something like that. So you get to get better seating.
3: They have food there.
2: I don't know. I didn't get food last time I was there.
3: They have a bar oh. there. Yeah,
2: they have two bars.
3: Two bars. That's important. Get, for, getting, for
2: some it is not for me but for some
3: i'll be getting my drink on friday night at least a little bit see that's the way to go the more you drink the ha- the more fun you have that's what i say but yeah everyone should come out that's uh at the uh was it the outpost is the name the of the Outpost in
2: kent yep uh the the main events the big cybernetico match it's eight versus eight uh, also on the card we got uh tom waller against josh bishop and a spin the wheel make a deal match uh also we have uh jocelyn Navarro against ziggy heim uh and more so
3: that's gonna be a banger that's gonna yeah. be really good yeah they
0: they they honestly aiw starting to re really build up that that female division the women's division and like you have ziggy you have jocelyn you have steph delander they bring in sometimes uh what's her name arquette um
2: Katie, have Arquette, yeah.
0: Katie Arquette they bring in you know they they've they've managed to to build it back to where you know you could put on at least one if not two you know matches where you can have you know a, a ladies match again which is nice uh the the indies are not flush with you know there you know there's not a lot of female talent that you could bring in but you know they do a good job with what they're able to bring in right now you know who I what, what was that uh girl's name that I haven't seen back on AIW Megan uh Megan Myers, what happened to her? Have you ever, I I think I saw her at a mega show, but I don't see her on AIW.
2: She was training down at the nightmare factory last time I heard.
0: Oh, oh, that's right. I think you're right. I think, I think uh, Porter said that too. Interesting. But she also, she was a good, uh, uh, you know, she served her purpose also during uh, a go for broke. She got on TV a few times on AEW. I mean, she was definitely a viable, you know, female contender um so you know it's strange that you don't get to see her as much anymore but aiw could go back to that well if they needed to
2: yeah they definitely could uh there's there's other names out there i'm sure uh that we will eventually see uh i know like we have uh zoe sky that's like a local that she's on there every once in a while so
0: oh i forgot about zoe sky zoe sky used to have be part of our intro when we used to use that one
2: yeah 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 i uh, i've known her for a long time nice All right, well, uh, let's try to get M.V. Young in here. All right, on the line with us tonight, the American attraction, the Polyam King, Mike Young, a.k.a. M.V. Young, a.k.a. Michael Vincent Young. Hello. How are you? (laughs)
4: What is up? thank you for having me. I like the Prince of Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> I like that too.
2: I yeah like we that. can use that one We uh absolutely love eight eighty here uh, on i w guide it's It's one of our favorite promotions to watch uh, all the time now.
4: Thank yeah. you. you guys are always turning us over but also not not like afraid to criticize which I appreciate because I don't need people blowing smoke up my product's ass all the time. I'm like the poly call party days
2: so <laughs> I mean, we understand that they're students. So like we're, we have our picks, like we have our, our, our picks with like AIW students too. So like right that, but like Derek, obviously is friend of the show. So like, he kind of got us to watch and then we just really, really enjoyed the product and we like the storylines you got going on. You actually have good storylines going, you have fun wrestlers. Like it's, it's a, it's a fun time all around. Like I really, the atmosphere, comes through on screen and i really want to go to a show like i literally thought about driving on friday after work just driving down to to come see it
4: that'd be amazing yeah and like you said they're students so like and i tell them this all the time like i know that our shows are drawing really well and like people are like asking for your autographs and stuff but i want you guys to understand that like we're really camouflaging weaknesses here with how we run these shows Mm -hmm. so like don't think that like like some, some of them were like, "Oh, when do you think I can get on and enjoy?" And I'm like, "All right, all right." <laughs> I'm like walking out to 600 people smacks you in the face way harder than 150 people that are, you know, even though like I love our little venue and it's an amazing vibe and like what a building is really cool. I'm like, "All right, just let understand that we're all very insulated
0: in this environment." It's a it's a fascinating environment. You you honestly um, you, you took a lot of what was good about almost like a developmental and you, you have such a strong fan base, which I think we, we actually jumped in during a really good, uh, the the Pittsburgh versus Cleveland stuff was really like solid as far as that. And you, you, they, they actually, Derek and you have really good chemistry. So to see that and then see the amount of fans that you packed into that, I'm not even sure what that is. What kind of building is that?
4: Uh, so in the twenties, thirties and forties, it was a, uh, library in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was a jewelry store. And it hasn't been open for 29 years until now. Oh, wow. And
0: you decided just did do you own it or are you renting from there? That's your school, right? I, oh, this is – so, New Kent is my hometown.
4: Uh, okay. Uh, there's, New Kensington is, like, a town. then um, there's, like, four subdivisions. I'm from a place called Lower Borough, which is, like, New Kent. It's part of New Kensington. And uh, me and again, Jones Jr. went to, like, opposite high schools. He went to Valley. I went to Borough. They're, like, both New Kensington, though. And, uh, I don't, I think you guys know like a decent amount of me. Like I was in New York for six years.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll
4: get into that. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I moved back to Pittsburgh cause I started to really loathe New York. And, um, when I came back, I had a friend who was still living there in New Kensington that was telling me they're do- basically what they're doing is New Kent is doing was doing so bad that they're giving these property. Like, so basically I got the first six months of the property for free rent. Oh, wow. I just had to put some elbow grease into it. And that's what I, so I disappeared uh, quite other than when I was working prestige. Like I was just like disappeared. that's because I was literally there like grinding metal and cleaning and just doing so much bullshit to make this ancient building um, uh, usable and up to code. So, um, you know, we got, I got it for a really low rate. It's not the best rate right now, but it's like now I have enough students and stuff that like we're getting by and the shows are doing well. We're getting i'm making a very fun living it's not the the most profitable but it's fun and I, lo- I enjoy my work so uh i gambled on that a little bit and now here we are where i'm getting more students the shows are getting attended more and it's like uh, you know it's a fun little living right now
2: so i usually ask a, a handful of, of goofy questions uh since i get the lead off tonight you get the the goofy ones first okay uh, what is the worst ring name you've ever heard
4: the worst ring name <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mine, mine. Uh, whenever I was uh, in New York, I debuted for this company that is now defunct called Capital Wrestling. Wait, and,
0: wait. <laughs> I, I uh, could not wait to speak with you about Capital Wrestling, but we'll, we'll let, uh, I'll let Butters finish his questions.
4: Oh, God. I didn't know that. I forget that I'm at a point in my career where I say things that people actually know about the shit that I'm talking about. Um, uh, Capital Wrestling, they called me the pop punk prototype. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, first off, I'm not pop punk, I'm just punk. Secondly, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, anyways, I was with my homies, uh, the Apostles of Chaos, and like who I really liked working with, but they called me that. And I was like, I feel like you guys are just saying that I'm the little bitch of the group. This is like six or seven years ago, uh, because they were all like, oh, hardcore brass knuckles, and I was like, I'm the pop punk uh, pop punk prototype. Whatever the fuck that means. What do, I, what do I do in a wrestling match to tell you that I'm the pop punk prototype?
2: <laughs> I, I <laughs> asked that question because a long time ago, Kevin Steen uh, talked about on his show that the worst name he's ever heard was there was a wrestler in Canada called Little Asshole, <laughs> <Okay>. and <laughs> and so that's that's an honor of, of Kevin Steen. I have to keep that alive because I think that's there's some really
4: anyone else so i just i I said myself which i honestly i agree with it i pop one prototype and little Asshole are on par (laughs)
2: that that is pretty rough uh so growing up did you do backyard wrestling before you got trained
4: i didn't i know it's like a big big thing that uh i now realize that everyone was but me was doing it but i I wasn't i was playing sports because i thought that was how you became a pro wrestler for the longest time
2: okay
4: yeah i just like sports what, what were you playing <clears throat> football baseball wrestling rugby <laughs> yeah and then I found out about wrestling school in like my sophomore year of high school and then I completely like I, di- I didn't fall off sports but I ended up quitting a bunch so that I could like lift weights and I just ended up playing rugby uh because I like well you know whenever you're younger before I get jaded it's like oh WWE likes athletes so do be an athlete and now I'm just like oh, that was fucking stupid but no i was never i was never a true yarder i did build a ring around my trampoline um with garden hose but my friends like just did not give a fuck the way i did so it was never really fun
2: okay uh my last question before we get over to josh uh do you have any special pre-show rituals something you do like every time before you go out
4: (laughs) uh if it's 880 or a show that i'm running just be mad that's just all i can just like be frustrated with running a show uh on a day where I'm not the booker and I'm not running a show, it's very pleasant. I like to go in the ring and stretch for, like, 20 minutes, listen to music, uh, get my bridges in, make sure that I don't uh, feel like shit, make sure I'm drinking water, doing... Um, I, I Oh, yeah, I'm really weird. I have to do 300 push-ups before every match. Like, I started doing this in 2015, and I just never stopped. And it's, like, a super ocd thing and it's uh it's very strange and i even do that when i run shows but yes my routines are always messed up during shows that i'm running like i'm completely discombobulated when you see me wrestle for AAA. wrestling. i always say that my best performances are always not at shows that i run because of course i can't just focus on the
0: match
2: right all right josh
0: so so i'll get i want to get us started so you we You said you mentioned, you know, six, seven years ago, you were in New York. So I as well, I lived in Hoboken for about 15 years. And when Capital Wrestling, yeah, when Capital Wrestling started coming, I used to before I met all before I met Morrissey and Butters, I was like, I cannot believe I have a local indie show that I could go to. So I go to the origin, one of the like older Capital Wrestlings before now they're Catalyst or whatever. um, And you were you were like, I honestly thought that you were the young boy with the Apostles of Chaos. Like, yeah, I, that's I all I, yeah, that's all I could think of when you came out. And I've yeah. been watching you literally since since you started then. So I've been seeing you since your entire evolution from Catboy like, Wrestling
4: on. It took off for me. So that's interesting. That's crazy. That, first off, you're probably like one of like maybe 20 people that could make that connection. If you
0: know. Yeah, yeah. Me uh, mittens, I think mittens was there every show. I didn't know who he was at first. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy in the CM Punk raps?" Right? <laughs> you were at every one of those shows. Yep, I was the apostles of chaos, young boy. Yeah, and then and then, so I I don't know if you if you can recall back, I we if you were at the show, but I remember them telling me that you know there can't be any blood at these shows. Mm-hmm. So there was a chairs match or something, and I forgot who it was, but he got hit in the head and literally his head split open. He bled all over the stage. Um, I. I we couldn't bleed in Hoboken. No, no, oh. because there was a Casanova Valentine versus uh, homicide oh. match. Yeah, and they weren't allowed to bleed either, which was nuts.
4: Because me and Logan Black, when we split, did a hardcore match against each other, and we both really wanted to bleed, and they wouldn't let us. I do remember right.
2: that. It was in a yeah. school.
0: Yeah. So, so that's that's fascinating. So, you know, coming from there, and then I've I've seen you kind of evolve to to through all those shows that you, you were trying to run in Brooklyn. Yeah. And I, I think if you could talk to us a little bit about some of those, because I was very confused with how, what was going on. So I would follow you on, on Twitter and see you talk about a show you're promoting or whatever. And then a day of, I would see you post where our shows are gone. We were canceled. We're run, like the police yeah. came. What, what was going on with those shows and what were you trying to accomplish there?
4: Okay. So <laughs> Uh, you're talking about M Woodstock. <laughs> yeah,
0: but well, I, a few of those, I think, got canceled.
4: No, that's, Polyam Woodstock was the only one that ever got canceled. But there was ones that people associate me with that were not my shows got canceled because I was running below the commission because I think the commission is fucking leeches and I don't care about them. And yeah. what I was doing was... uh DM for, ad- okay, so once I achieved a very, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the term very loosely, but once I achieved a certain level of fame in indie wrestling, I realized that I had a following where I could like promote this shit off of my name, as well as a few other people that I bring on. And I would just do DM for address bookings because if they don't know the address, the commission can't bust it. And I did run, um, one, two, th- four successful ones like that. And, you know, two and a half years ago, I got way too big for my britches and we did Polyam Woodstock in upstate New York. And basically what happened was uh, one of my homies hit me up and was like, yo, this guy, th- this promoter, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like put names to promote. I don't want to like, yeah. Grow. And, and we've, I've recently worked for him and we squashed it, but he had a, he has like a huge home with a huge yard in upstate New York. And he was like, s- sent my friend these pictures and like tell MV this could be all yours. And I was like, fuck off. Cause we did some like literally in people's backyards. And that's what we doing. It's like pandemic wrestling. We cut yeah. off and out, want to do open air shit like that. And I was like, okay, I wanted to be done with the polyamical gimmick. And I wanted to be done with the, with how I was running shows like that. But I did, I wanted to go out with like a bang and I just shot way too high. I just like got way too overzealous. And you know, this dude showed me this house. I went up to his house and he was like, it's all yours. We used to do it in our backyard. Our neighbors are totally fucking cool with it. It's cool. And because I had this dude's word and because three other, four other shows had gone so well, I said, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. And we set up like three other companies to run basically like a collective type deal. uh, And like, I think it was like late summer. So we did that. We went to the house. uh, We finally, we finally got to the day of, and (laughs) this dude is like, oh dude, like my mom's being real weird. And I was like, what do you mean your mom? So this dude, I just want to say this dude's 31 years old. I'm not like, this isn't like some child. Okay. Right. <laughs> and I was, I was like, this is your mom's house. He's like, yeah. I was like, dude, you did not tell me this was your mom's house. So his mom had no idea what was happening. And, you know, you guys, you guys know who I am. The Polly M King. I'm proud of pansexual wrestler, all these things. And that is generally my demographic. And all of a sudden, all of my very queer coded fans start rolling into this person's backyard and this, ultra conservative area and she apparently like was either lied to about the magnitude of this event and or did not know about it at all and freaked out the neighbors freaked out the neighbors called the cops because there's marginalized people in this white rich neighborhood and uh yeah it's like the uh it's the great embarrassment of my career uh but you know i didn't do my due diligence also yes i was not doing shit legally so probably deserve that but um uh, that's the only one that ever that I ever did that got canceled. Now I remember A getting grilled as fuck on Twitter for that, and then B, some people in New York started running that way, and they all start getting busted because they never did it before. And then everyone would be like, I saw someone quote cool, like MV Young added again. And I, I wasn't, it wasn't my show. <laughs> like I was <laughs> like, cool. Because dude, that's the only show I've ever ran, knock on wood, that's gone busted. But like then people were like, all these like copycats were like. Getting busted because they didn't know what they were doing, and people were blaming it on me. But Woodstock... Uh, you're you're right. I did think it was you when people would tweet that I, stuff. One, yeah. and that's why, like, I just literally like do not really participate other than casually retweeting my stuff on Twitter anymore. Because, as you know, as much as fans are allowed to criticize anything they want, a lot of people just like don't even really know what's happening. And when I see three shows that aren't mine, uh you know, getting I'm getting blamed for them. I'm just like, okay, I cannot be the guy that loses their cool and like gets, you know, ratioed. And I was like, I'm just going to back off on Twitter altogether because there's, this is not a winning battle. And luckily part of the reason I did Woodstock, planned Woodstock is because I knew I was leaving New York and I want to go to the bank. And I just created, you know, I moved back to Pittsburgh, October, 2021. And I was just like, this is like. New. This is the polyam called is done. This is a rebuilding era for me, and that's how we got into where we are. Basically, all twenty late twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty two, just straight up taking very select bookings, and and working on the venue, making the venue happen, and getting to where we are now. And like, dude, I feel super blessed that like I'm back to doing what I love, but like a in a city that I genuinely love, and B like. You know, I've just, I've done it without like being extra on Twitter or or being, being super loud on Twitter because while it was fun, while it lasted, I'm too old for that shit now, dude. I feel like I'm 20, I'm, I'm 29 and four months. I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't even care about the Twitter world anymore. Being a Twitter wrestler, all that stupid shit that people love to say. I'm just like, I'm very glad that I'm doing this like in a community
0: as opposed to just blowing shit up on Twitter all the time to make it a bigger deal. So March, you want to you want to start with your lines. I have some more, but I'll. If you, no, I'll, you
3: can I'll finish in. yours. I got. Okay,
0: me. so I wanted to ask you about a little bit more about your time in New York. So y- y- you did a lot of those no ring death matches with with Casanova. How mm-hmm. did you get into that? And how? Because you're now. I'm looking at your career now that you brought up yes. uh, the polyam cult, the the uh, young boy in capital. Now yeah. you're you're a more traditional instructor. You have a school. How did that happened how did no ring death matches happen and and you know you were you 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 were kind of on the forefront Uh, yeah
4: the no ring so how
0: did that turn out
4: oh yeah i think a lot of people consider me one of the ogs of that scene um well i mean you know i i've always like was trying to do stuff that was outside the box and I thought of that concept like a long time ago when I lived in Pittsburgh and just no one would buy into it. I was also like 21 and like no one would listen to me like renting a venue or whatever. And then I moved to Brooklyn and not but a year later that started popping up. Cass, he only did like four or five at the time. Yeah. And i was fucking nagging him about it. I was like, dude, this shit rules. I love this. Like I went in, I want in. And eventually he gave me one. And like I my first match was with Effie. And it fucking rocked the house. Like it was like, so fucking over. And then I just got asked to be on pretty much everyone after that. Where and,
0: was that? By the way, where was that match with that in New York city, New York city, Brooklyn? Uh, our wicked lady rooftop 4th of July, hot as fuck, like 98 degrees.
4: Um, yeah, it was like super, super cool venue. And that was like really when shit started taking off for me. That's kind of when like the, the gears started turning for the polyam cold and, and all that stuff and uh you know whenever you don't have a ring like people shit on it all the time and i I, like i used to care and now i don't care because people don't know how to get over but it's just like whenever you don't have a ring and all you can basically do is character work and strikes that's how you learn how to be yourself like more than any other time because you're not running you can't really like unless you're like a super super smooth lucha guy you can't run five thousand spots and get over in those matches you have especially me because i'm not I'm sure it's fuck not doing run spots. Even when I wrestle in a ring, I had, I it was become a character and get good at throwing punches or you're, this crowd's going to shit on you. And I'm very grateful for doing those matches. And I still do them to this day, but doing that made me force me to bring out my character, get, get fucking charisma or bring out the charisma that I had and get really good at punching people. <laughs> so like,
0: honestly, it's one of the most formative things that I have done for myself. And you, and you, to, you you've had some pretty gnarly injuries from that too right like so yeah, what you want to
4: delve into that well yeah as like because the thing is i used to open and like i didn't have to do death but then like once people are like oh we want to see him up on the card you have to do death uh and then once i started doing actually death yeah i was getting gashed up pretty bad i try to avoid that where i can uh i did one with cowpoke paul in october uh, at Fest and I got gashed up real bad. And I was like, you know, what? I think I'm going to, I think I'm down to
0: one a year of these now, but yeah,
4: back in the day, four or five years ago, I was definitely taking the glass a
0: lot. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a crazy evolution though, to see how far you've honestly changed your career around to get to the point where you're finally content, so to speak, I guess, with where you are in the business. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about as far as working, where you are in in so a suburb of pittsburgh i guess we can call it a suburb so i or? live in the
4: city. i live in the city and i don't think oh, the city i don't I, I live in the city and i do like the the little show the little pop-up bar shows in the city but new ken is some people will call it the city but it's like 20 minutes it's not a suburb it's like a very it's definitely not a suburb but it's not it's like you know a weird in-between thing um it is uh Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, right down the, uh, right from the city. But I think I feel like when I think of suburb, I think of like, I mean, I think by definition that's like a wealthier area, right? It's I, like I a mean, very- anything outside of the city, I would say.
0: Then, yes, I'd say it's a suburb. I don't really know what to classify, but yeah, it's right outside the city. So you have those specific for eight eighty, those fans like right outside that. Is it is it a specific group? Are you getting the enjoy fans, the Pittsburgh fans? <laughs> or are you getting a smaller for
4: crowd, sure. like a different? yeah i don't it's really it's just honestly really we get enjoy fans but like yeah most of our people are coming from the city i can't tell you how many people have told told me like i never thought that i'd go to new kensington for a show that i enjoyed i'm like hell yeah we're doing it we're getting people to drive here from the city we're getting people to think that the entertainment is worth the commute and i think that's like really and that's another thing i tell the students and you know derek and the people that are helping me out that are already super established i'm like what we're doing is like unheard of because it's usually not not in Western PA. It's usually like this town, you know, some bumfuck town knows that this happens. And then it's a bunch of townies like we're getting city people in New Kensington, which is huge for New Kensington too. And what they're trying to do and revitalize the area because they're getting, these people are buying alcohol from the bar next uh, to us. They're buying food from the restaurants next to us. We're stimulating the economy. Exactly. Like, you know, whenever I pitched myself to get into this space, they're like, you know, how, wh- what do you, what do, how do you plan on stimulating this economy? Because that's, you have to, you know, b- sell them on why they should give you this opportunity. And I was like, I think that and I told him, I was like, I don't know what running here is going to be like, cause this, you know, I just, I'm coming from Brooklyn, but I know that I'm very good at cultivating excitement about my, the, sh- the shit that I do. And I was really scared
0: when I said that, cause I didn't know if it was possible in New Ken. But now we're fucking doing it, baby. Now, last question before I pass it up to Marcy. Um, I, 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 I love watching you. And I know our, our show especially loves enjoy. joy. Um, tell us about and, and everyone we've interviewed has had great experiences there. Tell, tell me about like your your I mean, it's it's TV wrestling. I mean, it is it's as close to being on tell on, on a regular network, their production value, you know, to get what, what are your thoughts on that? And where can it go? Like, what, what do you think enjoy can become? well i already know what it's becoming but
4: you'll hear about that very soon but yes mm-hmm. i will tell you right now they have flirted with being a television program many times and came very close several times um my experience with enjoy is this right before the pandemic they planned to show in downtown pittsburgh i was still living in new york obviously the main event was me and effie and then the world went under and it didn't happen i didn't know anything about them but like i started doing the polyam cult parties and they're like hey we know that like we are nothing, but we really want to do like a sponsored bar. We have all this merch and like we'll sell drinks at the at your backyard shows and we'll just like get our name out like that. So like literally at the Polyam parties, you'll see it in the background, it says the Enjoy Wrestling Bar. I still didn't know anything about them other than they were super good people that were like literally like helping me put the show together. They donated their ring for one of them and like we're just like being super, super helpful. And I was like, all right, these people rule. But. I didn't know what to expect from them. And then I showed up for the first taping ever, which was in Terenum, which is like five minutes away from New Kensington, ironically. And it was just super fucking professional. And they had like catering and they had like <laughs> bath bombs for the talent, which they still do. And just like these huge cameras and, and boom sticks. And you could just tell that it was going to be really cool. But I couldn't tell you that like, I didn't, I thought it was going to look good. I thought, cause like capital wrestling looks really good,
0: but this looks like good. And then, wrestling, you know, which was shown in like Zimbabwe, they had a TV deal with. They used to tell everybody, had- right? Well, <laughs> heard about it, brother. We we're all wondering when we get a royalty. <laughs> but, uh,
4: yeah. They had cable TV in Zimbabwe, uh, but no enjoy, you know, after the first tape and it's only gone better after the first taping, we did, uh, they did an inaugural tournament for a champion, uh, a trophy. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger uh, or sorry, better and better. The production did. And then, you know, once they started doing, cause that was still COVID time. And then once they did their first big shows, just like, you, you know, this shit I mean, it's hard to say, say I think you guys have been to an enjoy show, right? We have, me and yeah. brothers have, Yeah, I've been,
2: to, I've been to two.
4: Yeah. It's like a fucking holiday in Pittsburgh. I mean, what they've done in the city of Pittsburgh is fucking incredible. And I have not, and not just as someone who was their champ for 600 days. like, they are just which was like super honored to do, to be that person. But like, what they've done for this city and wrestling is, and and even me, because, because, you know, I get a lot of their fans now too. Like they, they have really added the spice to Pittsburgh wrestling and it desperately needed it.
3: Mars? Uh, yeah, the follow-off follow of uh, the last Enjoy question, you mentioned being champion for 600 days. How do you feel your uh, inaugural run came off? Um, <laughs> it's like, how, how did it come off to the, to fans? To the fans and both to yourself, like, it's a, it was a big deal you were you were the guy for 600 days i think that well
4: a couple things number one whenever i got whenever they told me i was getting well here's the thing i and i don't know how, i i actually was never supposed to have the belt it was always supposed to be edith and she got concussed and uh they were just like hey Edith, has hurt pretty bad right now like how would you like to be our champ i was like okay i was like super heavy into the polyam cult shit and then that's when i was like okay People want me to make their champ, let alone enjoy who like had a, they still do, but at the time, just like, cause the pandemic and like, you know, people were looking for new alternatives. They had a ton of steam. And I was like, if I'm going to be this company's champ, I have to like, really like repackage how I present myself. And that's when it like really started turning. And that's why everything I did, I completely stopped sticking. That's what I'd, and I thought. And I wasn't sticking too much at that point because I was already feeling it, but I was like, if someone feels like I'm going to represent them, I need to just. Go do what I think I do best, and that's fight fight people in my matches. And that, and so even like the last 600 days was very formative for me as a wrestler and as a new persona because, uh, yeah, like I felt like I had to turn it up a notch if I was going to be representing company, especially with them bringing people to fight me, like Max dean Paler and JD Drake. And um, in the city of Pittsburgh, I think it was perceived very well. Uh, I hope that I did not hurt their perception because i was a twitter wrestler that got the belt now i never considered myself an actual twitter wrestler because i felt like i was a wrestler before i ever got over on twitter but i know that's what a lot of people felt about me and i was always a little worried about that and i said that to them whenever they asked me and i was like if you don't think that's a problem i was like then i'm more than willing to be this guy for you and they've thanked me a lot and a lot of fans have thanked me and people have thanked me in private telling me that it like the 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 rain meant a lot for the city so i would call it a success overall and i think that as good as i possibly could i made it everything that it could be uh coming from mb young
3: cool uh so also because we talked about the polyam uh cult and the polyam party stuff earlier what has mm-hmm. you come up with like wanting to incorporate being polyam into like wrestling at all because it's not something you really see a whole lot no
4: i wasn't because I've, I've been uh legitimately polyamorous My very long for a very long time in my adult life and i just was like talking about it more freely once i came out on twitter and stuff and then like it seemed like i would like make jokes about it and then it would get over and then like i uh did a show where i said something about having a polyamorous cult and the tweet like blew up and i was like oh okay that worked and then i just like kept doing it and kept doing it and then i was like huh, this is really working. (laughs) And I just kept leaning into it more and more until it became like me. Like I just like there, there was a point where I completely lost myself in that character for better or worse. And uh, still am polyam just don't love to talk about it as much anymore. And uh, just like, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. It was the first time in my life where I was doing a gimmick that felt like it was me, and like it was really easy to come up with new stuff to play with and new stuff to like do for content or in my matches, and it made wrestling really easy because whenever you shtick, it gets easy. But it also, at after a while, I'm like, ah, I don't like Young City City doing the same thing all the time. And then I got now, I like, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like. I'm challenging myself as an in-ring performer way more than like just someone who can get really over uh, with which what I think is a decent amount of charisma, but I don't, even, even if that's like my bread and butter, I want to like challenge myself these days more than doing what I was doing back then. Even it was like literally some of the best days of my life. And I became a guy that got flights and I was making a full-time, I you know, continue to make a full-time living. And it was like really awesome, but I couldn't go back to that for several reasons. One, just being, I just don't, like, I, I feel like, one, you always have to evolve, and two, I want to challenge myself.
3: Honestly, it's just really cool to see, like, just any of type of that representation in wrestling.
4: Definitely. And people always ask me, like, are you really, because you don't really talk about them. I'm like, no, I'm really Polly Am. I have several partners. I just don't talk about it anymore because people are really mean to me about it, and I just don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs>
3: People that don't understand it are always like really fucking weird about
4: it. People are very weird about it. And I catch, I feel like I've caught strays about it online before. I'm just like, dude, like, fuck off. Like, I'm really sorry that you, you know, you're so confused or so offended by the way I live my life. But like, it's just, it's just, and then that was another thing. It just became a lot for me. Like, there's so many microaggressions from people that like either. Know they're doing it or don't know they're doing it. I'm just like this is this is not worth it to me. Like doing, I'll be out and proud if anyone asks me, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lean into this anymore.
3: Uh, and then the last question is: you've both been booked at and ran shows at plenty of wild venues. What are some of your favorite like out there venues?
4: I feel like some of the most out there venues are ones that I've booked myself. I booked uh, the most wild venue I have ever worked was probably. But are you talking like the most like 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 shitty or like just like out there? How
3: you um? We can go both shitty and just something that's not like it's just completely like out of the norm. You normally wouldn't see like a wrestling show at I restaurant
4: yeah. on a boat. I put, so they put a ring on a big boat, and uh it was like a private party. I actually think I had to sign like an NDA for it, so hopefully that doesn't fuck me up. But uh I wrestle. No, nobody I,
0: listens, MV. Don't
4: worry. Nobody listens to this show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey brother me and the boys listen uh uh i wrestled on a boat for a private party and got paid a shit ton of money that was in my brooklyn party days and that was really cool but also very very uh fucking uh strange because no one gave a shit (laughs) uh and then i also and when i was very young i wrestled in charles manson's elementary school damn
1: yeah.
0: yeah, let let me ask you something. What was that show we saw you on? We watched the show. Mars, do you remember? It had the clouds on the inside. Sassy oh. was on there. There was a bunch of that was a crazy looking venue. I think Billy it's Dixon rave. was on there. Uh, it's a rave building in Brooklyn. Those are the that, that's the company that everyone thought that
4: uh, that's who everyone thought was me. That was the show that by, at one point got
0: busted, and it had to move to this thing with the clouds and everything yeah. else inside yeah. of it, right? Yeah, It it's a. Um, a rave venue.
4: Those, they're just like clouds for people who are tripping their ass off.
3: It was such a sick looking venue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. They like gosh, whenever there's impact in the ring. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. We, we watched that one and did a review of that show. And I just remember us like, we were trying to figure out where you were. I, I was like, I don't know any of these venues in New York. I'm like, I can't imagine where that is. Like, I couldn't. And they didn't no. say it on the show. So I think there's a very select few people that know where that venue is. It's like a, it is so hidden.
4: It's so hidden. It's like behind a thrift shop. Like you have to go through like a secret hallway. It's crazy.
0: So you, you also, and I, I think i you mentioned this a few times. So, and, and you, you'll forgive me. Cause I'm a bit of an, an, an the older member of the, of the group. Um, I didn't realize you took, uh, did, did, do you feel like you, you were attacked unnecessarily the last few years on Twitter? Because I personally didn't realize that. Like I, I didn't know I follow you. I've always followed you. I've watched your career. I didn't know, like, do you feel like there was something directed towards you? Or do you feel like you caught unnecessary hate from the beginning? What, what do you think that is? Because now um, I feel like you're you're a promoter, you're an owner, you do your thing. Like, Yeah. Basically, whenever I was really, really, really
4: hot and I had, like, all my fo- – like, my original account on Twitter before I started getting nuked all the time, um, I think I didn't see a lot of it because a lot, a lot of people had me blocked. And then once I started getting my new accounts, I got to like account five, I started finding or like, you know, the fucking goddamn for you page. And then just see things. I'm like, Oh, this is absolutely a subtweet about me. Or just, they would straight up say shit about me. And, you know, I got, there used to be a point where in my career where I would respond to every little bit of criticism, I would always be like, uh, you know what? You know, I just, just fight it. Like I'm the young sucks. He's not a rat. He's a Twitter And then, And it's like, I realized that like, the more that you do that, the more, you know, you just give away this like psychotic got into type person. And they just want to lay into you more when you do that. Follow up. I also learned that, you know, some people think you're this drizzling shits and some people think you're good. And the (laughs) only thing you do is go to fucking training and become the best wrestler that you can be. And I can't fucking control that anymore. That's the thing. or I can't control what they think of me. All I can do is try to better myself. And I didn't Whenever I was like a crazy Brooklyn kid, you know, I just like couldn't accept criticism like that. Now I'm just like, okay, some people aren't going to fuck with everything that you do. You are a live performer. I get a lot of eyes on the shit that I do. Some people are going to think that it sucks ass. So that's just that's just what it is. Back then I couldn't take it. And you know, me responding to every little criticism I found was not the best way to not get criticized anymore. Some people just want a wrestler to respond to them. They don't even fucking know what they're saying sometimes. Now, granted, I do think that some criticism, you know, maybe, you know, probably I've definitely had stinkers before stinker matches, and maybe that's what they're talking about. And uh, like you said, the only I've learned at, you know, as I'm about to turn 29, that the only thing I can do is train all the time and be the best wrestler that I can be. And beyond that, i can't you know i can't fucking argue a guy into thinking that i'm a good wrestler on twitter and that's probably the best thing i learned from that time but yes to be to answer your question yes there was like summer 2021 uh whenever there was like a once I there was a viral spot of me power bombing harlow through a barbed wire cross pretty much like it, the harassment never stops oh from i remember that. that right i
2: remember that yeah yeah
4: it never stopped um i literally still get shit from that so Yeah, it's just it is what it is. Wrestling, like I said, you put you as a wrestler, put yourself out there, and I could have uh, probably learned a lot earlier that you can't respond to people. But at least I learned at some point.
0: Now, before we go to the sorry butters, I know you get you get up, you get frustrated. I I got one
2: more. I got one more after you. You go and then all
0: right. So let me get one more from you. Um, you so you have your school now. You have your feud with Derek, and you guys have very good chemistry. He, I know that you guys are are. You know our friends. How did you get set up, and whose idea was it to do this Cleveland Pittsburgh thing? How did you was whose idea was it to bring some of those students, and how did you get into it with Derek? Because you guys have some very good chemistry in the ring. Those Derek, matches are wild. We go way back, like
4: early, okay. early Western PA, and like he was coming over to a place called PWX in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and I was there training. Oh, little power man. Sorry, can you guys still see me? Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, he was coming over from cleveland and i was in just like some local fed and we knew each other from then and there was a place called vicious outcast wrestling which later became uh black craft wrestling uh and so like we we go way back but you know he was just always when i was in new york i think cleveland new york drive was like a little too much at the time but it was like he's always like "Yo, this shit rules like love what you're doing and i was like you know stay in contact but he became the chairman aiw and i moved mm-hmm. back to pittsburgh and i started my own school and he's just like yo And we started doing the, I think the originally inquiry was about the Thursday night fights. Cause I announced in like November that we were plotting to do a weekly show. And he's like, I'm just trying to get these kids reps. You know, could you help out? And and he's like, I'll come wrestle too. And I was like, all right, dude, that sounds cool. And then they did like one. And then there was just nuclear fucking heat for being from Cleveland. And I was like, dudes, yo, uh, (laughs) can we, uh, can we lock up some dates and like make something out of this? And now it's like on fucking fire, dude. Like yeah. any Sam Shaw, members only, uh Hardway, like just boom, as soon as they fucking come out, man. And it's just like I, I, I would be so fucking stupid not to capitalize on it, you know. And yeah, to be to be more than a spot show, to have arch I, I think that, you know, people are like what are what are the indies missing? I think the indies are missing overarching stories. And we're in, you know, I'm not I'm not f- telling you sitting here telling you I'm a fucking creative wizard. Like we have a couple hundred people engaged and that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And,
4: and it's fun. Um, so basically, yeah, the, I mean, the answer is to your questions. It fell into place. We've been homies for a long time and it was the right place, right time. And I'm really fucking stoked about it.
2: Uh, Toddy Tondera gets very uh, vocal about his hatred for Cleveland. And I think you need somebody to counter him. And, okay. uh, I, I keep telling Derek, this, they need somebody to counter him. Uh, when he talks about the 27 club, somebody that's pro Cleveland. Uh, I agree. I, I am not that person. However, <laughs> I feel like I could do that. Uh, mm-hmm. but if there's other people like Dustin Alberti is, uh, from AIW. He's one of their new uh, an announcers. I think he would be great at it. Cause he's very quick with everything. Okay. Um, but uh, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think that uh, it would be very fun to go back and forth with uh, with Toddy, uh, especially during the 27 Club stuff.
4: Well, um, uh, I think that that's a great idea, and he, <laughs> I love Toddy and his passion for Pittsburgh. I think it would be a really fun dynamic for sure, especially when me and Derek revisit our singles match coming this July. So, I mean, I definitely think that it would be something we can talk about and make yeah i think having an opposing cleveland commentator would be the move at least for some of these bigger shows
2: yeah, yeah. uh so there's this thing called the wrestling sleaze list um <laughs> okay. that's been around for a really long time supposedly <laughs> tony khan started it back in like the dvdr board days back in like the early 2000s mm-hmm. so i like to ask uh wrestlers a question uh, like something off of that list and see if they think it's true or not Um, so I'm going to go with 174. uh, Sid vicious used to take a squirrel with him everywhere. He went for some stupid reason. And one day a couple of the wrestlers bet him. He couldn't keep the squirrel down his pants for a minute. Sid accepted. And after about 30 seconds, the squirrel bit him in the dick and Sid dropped on the floor in pain, crushing the squirrel in the process. He had to get rabies shots and stitches in his dick. Do you think that's true? That, that
4: cannot be fucking true. That can't, how do you bring the squirrel with you?
2: i don't know the man doesn't take very many flights uh he, he definitely drives <laughs> wait, a lot wait, okay so. so wait okay so that he's, a,
4: he's a driver not a flyer i mean so no, he, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't show for
0: his bookings ever
2: <laughs> <laughs> well this is back in like the early days so he probably drove everywhere because like like i joke about him not flying because he actually like uh like ripped off aiw a bunch of money not getting on his flight because of trump's travel ban supposedly but okay yeah. uh but no he I, I would assume that he was driving everywhere at this time with the squirrel so okay
4: i still have to say that that's too fucking ridiculous to be true <laughs> 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 there's just well, too many that he got rabies from a squirrel that he was carrying he had a rabies squirrel in his pocket that didn't otherwise bite him and he well,
2: butt- i'm assuming he had to get the shots just in case but it probably didn't have rabies but like once you get bit by like a wild animal like that they usually oh, you make you get, get yeah dog
4: i still don't think it's true brother
2: <laughs> okay all right let's just that's uh you know just, just what i wanted to get your thoughts on yeah so we have voicemails uh we only have a couple um i think we actually have four All right. So first up is The Other JB.
5: Hey there, Indie Wrestling Guide. It's The Other JB here. So you've got MV Young in the studio, in the proverbial studio today. Um, I've noticed that on the T2T um, wrestling school, um, reels, Twitter, uh, whatnot, that frequently MV Young uh, will do a little bit of softball, either to open up or close <laughs> out practice. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't pay enough attention, but, um, a lot of AIW people are softball people. So I would be wondering if there is a Pittsburgh, um, Ohio, um, rivalry can continue Mm
1: -hmm. into
5: the realm of intramural softball. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe we can have the, um, team that wins their, uh, captain can get the, uh, boot. already. Let me know.
0: It, but see, that's not fair because I would like to play and I'm out here in Long Island. So, how do, yeah. I, how you do don't I get out here in
4: Cleveland? Oh, that's not right. Okay. I If I was going to do something like that, I would have to take the whole team out to the field to make sure they don't suck and embarrass me first. Because I'm usually just having them throw it up to me and I just rip it. And no, there's no indication that anyone else on the team could make anything happen. I don't want to get embarrassed. But I would accept that if I thought that we could at least be
0: competitive yeah you gotta get your students in there
4: i mean see yeah i think it'd be like
2: play. Derek and his students against junior students so we could do it somewhere and get all the fans to come pay a couple bucks watch the game have a good time i think it'd be fun
4: that would be fucking i okay for that would be fucking awesome i would literally love to do that but like i said i have to make sure that my students <laughs> suck. I, have to, I have to i have to have like a, a week or two of tryout slash practice to make sure that that's like <laughs> Socially acceptable thing for me to do in public.
2: (laughs) Next wrestling practices. All right, we're going to see how you do it, softball. (laughs) Okay. uh, Up next is uh, Derek
5: Dillinger. Mm. (laughs) Hello, this is Derek Dillinger. I don't have a series of fun calls today with fun questions because your guest is MB Young. (laughs) MB, I'm calling to keep this nice, short, and sweet. Just wanna let you know the Permanent brothers suck. Steelers suck. The pirates suck. And overall, Pittsburgh sucks. Hope you have a good interview. See you <laughs> soon, loser.
3: <laughs> Whoa. A little spice from Derek.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, not that's not the usual uh Jolly Derek we get. No,
0: what happened there?
4: Jesus. When do I get to come to Cleveland and tell you guys that the uh, Guardians and the Browns suck and the Cavaliers suck? The, the I I do we,
2: we know they suck. That's, that's only <laughs> problem. We don't have any illusions that they're good. We know.
4: <laughs> also, oh. rips. I don't know where this yeah. comes from. So, so, any- I, I have what?
2: one in Niles, Ohio. It's not far from me. I How went they- there once when they there? opened and... I'm not a fan no, of myself. You, you
0: got to do the original. You can't go. You can't have one that's like a side satellite yeah, what, office. Yeah, you you got to eat a, the original. Did you? What did you get?
2: Uh, I got a sandwich that had the the slaw on it. I I didn't know what kind of oh. slaw it was, and it, it it wasn't. I didn't like the slaw. I like the sandwich. Okay. I just didn't like right. the slaw. The slaw was
4: slaw, and you don't like premanis, and that's cool, man. That's you, <laughs> but you're not from Pittsburgh, so I get it.
2: I'm not. I'm also if not I'm, from uh, from Beaver Falls either, apparently, and that matters if I have an opinion on something. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found out on 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 Facebook today. Apparently, if I'm not from some place, I can't have an opinion on something that happened. Shane Douglas, Beaver Falls. Oh, really? Yes. That's, oh, that's I, awesome.
0: Wait, I thought he was from Pittsburgh. He's that's a what's that a suburb of, of Pittsburgh and outside <laughs> right to the <laughs> what is it? Right, it's like right to the east of Pittsburgh. Oh,
2: uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Up next is, uh, our friend, Zach.
6: Hey, the indie wrestling guide, Zach here. Um, couple things real quick. Uh, I know Jayhawk asked last week, my favorite item at Bucky's is honestly the breakfast, uh, tacos. Um, they put brisket on every taco in Texas. It seems like, <laughs> and since normally, uh, we're driving when we go, go to Bucky's, it's normally uh, early in the morning. So those breakfast tacos are amazing. Um, so first question, uh, after last week, what's everyone's favorite Jim Croce song? <laughs> I gotta be honest. Uh, I'm a big Jim Croce fan. New York's not my home is my song is the one I love the most. Uh, it's also very sad in a way. Like I think most of the songs, um, I think, uh, when he goes, it's been a lot, it's been so long since I have felt fine. That's the reason that I've got to get out of here. I'm so alone, man. That's, that's rough. That's rough. Um, <laughs> other questions, maybe real question. I don't know if you saw that. Potentially, uh, Eddie Only maybe maybe hanging it up. Um, really bummed me out. So uh, my question is, um, maybe what what independent wrestler for whatever reason no longer wrestles and it it kind of bummed you out. Maybe they maybe they still wrestle. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like Danhausen and you just don't see him uh like three times a a month or something like that you know what i mean so um all right y'all take care bye well if
0: if i if i could say my favorite jim croce song is operator and i am very sad that magnum ck doesn't wrestle anymore
2: super sad about it i I always like bad bad leroy brown Uh, it's a good song i'm gonna go with uh sick nick mondo uh, because he's the one that got me into indie wrestling back in the day uh, but also, I hate that I don't get to see Dan Howson wrestle uh, consistently anymore. That's a real big bummer.
3: I don't have one. I what's give you tell tell me one. I don't. I know. You mean a Jim Croce song, Marcy? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, t- yeah, yeah.
2: Time in a bottle, Marcy. That's, time that's in a bottle is a great song. Is that what yeah. we're gonna
3: go with? Sure. <laughs> um... Mention canadian wrestlers uh b Wellington. i loved like his double i love the ass punch that's
2: awesome uh, yes that's that's another good one too Beef Wellington was fucking sweet
0: mv you got a favorite uh jim croce song no i'm sorry i can't contribute <sighs> to
4: that part of it uh, <laughs> but i will say and my wrestler is still active but more so i just wish he wasn't a piece of shit and that's Necro an butcher Oh, ah,
3: yeah. yeah, that one's
0: but uh, is he active though? Is he really active though? I mean, I mean
2: like, do like, you
0: he like, call what he's doing active?
4: <laughs> I wish that it was 2005 Necro Butcher with like uh, and he would just shut the fuck up about his shitty ass politics,
0: like Necro Butcher with Randy the Ram, that kind of Necro Butcher.
4: <laughs> yeah, what's that? I was said, that, yeah, that'd, that'd be suffice.
2: Okay, and our final call is from good old Jayhawk.
5: Hey, everybody, it's Jayhawk. Sorry I couldn't be there with you tonight, late recording time. Really kind of messed with me, especially with some stuff I got going on right now. Uh, but I did have one question I wanted to make sure I asked our guest, MV, on tonight. Uh, you're coming up on 10 years in the business this year. I want to know what in European are some of the changes that have happened, uh, the major changes that have happened to the business over the last 10 years, both for the better and for the worse. Wow. All right, thank you, guys. I will talk to you later.
4: Dude. Dude. <laughs> that's a loaded question
1: uh,
4: <laughs> when, I, when i broke into wrestling Kevin Steen, gargano champa all these dudes were like still on the indies just like cooking and no and no one even really thought that they would i think generico had just got signed but no one really believed that he would go to the rock main roster and that was like the consensus is like if you're an indie wrestler you're being an indie wrestler to be an indie wrestler and that's what i was doing and uh i thought those dudes were the shit i followed them on like twitter and like tried to figure out how they're making money and stuff and then two years later all these fuckers are on tv and like all of a sudden or two three years later now everyone's like all of the, it's like super cool to be indie all of a sudden. It's really cool to be indie. and Like all these indie dudes are getting signed and then bam, they brought the hammer down again. They're like, no, indie sucks. And now it's like, the, then AEW came along and it's like, there's two bill- If you had told me in 2012, that there was gonna be $2 billion companies, like that would be the fucking dream for this industry. Like the amount of times this industry has changed in 10 years. I can't, I can't properly answer that question. I would probably have to sit and like write an essay about what has changed in the last 10 years. It happens cyclically every six months <laughs> like it's like completely different every all, like yeah like every six months every year but i'd say the biggest thing is like there's so much more opportunities to make a living than there was 10 years ago it was like pretty much i don't want to say hopeless but it definitely felt like there's like 10 dudes on the indies that can make a living and then you got to get signed to wwe otherwise and that is not the case anymore
0: would you say the indies are hot still, or would you say that it's you're in a you're in a cooling period right now? Yes, I think the indies are hot. I, I'm not gonna like go on
4: Twitter and make a statement about it and people are like, Yeah, yeah right. Listen, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that indie wrestling is what it was like when AJ Styles and CM Punk and Samoa Joe and all these dudes are free agents. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not that level of a wrestler. A lot of people aren't that level of a wrestler, and that's fucking fine. That was what we call, it happens in every sport, a boom period. There's a bunch of 70s baseball players that play differently than baseball players now. That's fucking cool. You know, there's not like, it's not like 2014 and 15 when Progress was doing 3,000 people with indie names and, you know, everybody was work great and, you know, work rate was still really cool. It's not like that. But what it is like is Pittsburgh will run four shows uh, the same night and every single one of them has over 400 people. You know, what it is like Is I run a show where the biggest names are me and Derek Dillinger, and then a bunch of students, and we draw 200 people in a little tiny fucking room. You know, when I say the indies, the indies are alive, I mean, me and and a lot of people are making a living off indies. I'm not like, like, whoever listens to this, I'm not telling you that I think that I'm CM Punk or AJ Styles or that it's just as good as it was when you were watching IWA Mid South on fucking tapes and trading. I'm not, I know I'm not that good. Calm down. I know I'm a Twitter wrestler. I'm telling you that it's possible to build your own shit, find your own niche, and, like, make shit fun, make it cool, and, yes, push myself as a performer to get better and better so that, you know, at some point, maybe there is, like, a bigger outlet for me or others. But, yes, the indies are hot, and they've been hot for the last six or seven years just because people, a bunch of people aren't No one, I don't even talk about, I barely talk about AAD on Twitter, but we don't have any problem filling it up. You know, enjoy enjoy doesn't get a ton of Twitter buzz, they have no problem filling up a massive building. Like, we're fucking fine. And there's people, there's examples of that, excuse me, all over the country. So, that's what we say when the indies are hot. Not that there's a bunch of genericos and steens and styles and Joe's running around, just that it's hot, just in a different
2: way. Do you feel like, though, uh, like speaking of that time when you had all those guys, uh, running around as top guys, that there is a distinct lack of top guys that there used to be because uh aew like as soon as you get some buzz AEW seems to snap people up real quick now yeah yeah i've been Mm -hmm. really noticing that like there's really like a handful of like yeah names to draw and that's it
4: years and i was saying that even when i was like super engaged on twitter and you know people was like yeah dude just because people are over on Twitter doesn't mean like, like the difference is if Twitter was around 20 years ago and those dudes were doing it, they'd be doing Twitter too. It's just that those guys weren't getting picked up by WIB and they were just getting better and better and better in front of 50 people. And, you know, every now and then 500 people and just like constantly getting better. It's like, I, you know, there's not a lot of people to push you the way that they had there. No one signed AJ Styles back then until TNA was around and, you know, no one was signing these guys and they were just getting better amongst each other. And because of that, you know, wrestling, all these wrestlers were really, really fucking elite and uh, no pun intended. And it's like, yeah, we don't have that anymore because in a lot of ways, you know, I'm working a bunch of dudes that are younger than me and I'm fucking 28. So like, that's just how this shit is now. It's like, even if like IWC gets like a really even semi-athletic, you know, dude, that's like you know a little shredded or whatever. He's in fucking NXT the next day. Like, it's not, it's not the way it used to be. So it's really hard to focus. your... you know, Daniel Bryan was going to England in the early 2000s to train with like legends, but you don't hear about that. You're just like, oh, that's it. Used to be so much better. Well, a lot of us don't have the same opportunities, and I would fucking kill. You know, I'm always trying to better myself, but I'm bettering myself with what I have, and what I have is the Indies right now. And uh, yeah, there is a, there is a lack of CM punks and AJ Styles and Joes because they would be in AEW if they were.
2: Uh, one more question before we go. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to do the impossible. Can you uh, recommend, like if somebody wanted you, uh, you know, for you to recommend some of your students, your kids, can you, can you pick a couple of favorites that you think people should go check out and watch? Oh, dude, come on. <laughs> uh,
4: come on. All right. I'm the, all of my students are very good at what they do now mm-hmm. and how i use them uh, and like if, if they're on my shows if they're on my shows i think that they're i uh, yeah <laughs> if they are on my shows i think that they, at the very least they're good enough to take local indies and keep growing now all these kids you have to understand all the kids that you're seeing their first match of december 3rd wow that's <laughs>
2: impressive it's very impressive <laughs>
4: Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to say one of my, like, Oh should, I'm not saying these kids should be in AIW right now, but they're way ahead of the fucking curve. And I think, do I think they're good enough to work like certain level Indies and be really over and good. Absolutely. Everyone that's on my show has that capability, but I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, Oh, this, this guy, like, no, they all serve their purpose in the best way that they can right now. And we are growing that and we're, we are booking to their strengths while working on their weaknesses in practice and making them the best they can be. Oh fuck. And they will continue that for the next year or so. And I think all of them have the ability to get to higher level. Indies. Sorry nice. for the cough.
2: No, that's, that's fine. Uh, who do you think we should reach out to, to interview? Who, who would you like to hear us interview then
4: out of my students? Yes. I think would be the most interesting. Um, let's see well i'd probably say brandon state james spent a considerable amount of time at uh like czw and shit so he'd probably have more to talk about wrestling wise but reese hayes spent a ton of time working in like film so he might have like a bunch of cool stuff to say i'd say like one of those yeah
2: okay i I always ask uh different people because i like to you know we we get to watch them but i really like to uh learn more about them and you know just become a fan like reese hayes i think his entrance music is really good so uh, yeah, it's kind of made me a, a fan of him um yeah now uh, reese, reese is very talented
4: and his entrance music
2: does indeed rip anybody else have anything before we go I uh, think nope. we're good. all right thank you so much uh before we let you go huh? plug plug away plug anything you got going on
4: um, okay um sure uh my twitter is one at mv don't get on there as much anymore other than the retweet people saying nice things about me um i am on instagram as the only mv young and i'm on facebook as mv young i use instagram and facebook for promoting stuff mostly these days so probably one of
0: those two all right well we we appreciate you coming on for real and, and making it tonight i know that you had stuff going on but thanks for being flexible and, and doing this tonight it's been yep. great to talk to you in person yeah thank you guys so much
2: thanks right. man
3: thank you thank you all right plugs what do we got Morse, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and OnlyFans at eGirlFenBoy, boys spelled B O I. Listen to my other podcast, XOver. Uh, the but I'm a episode is out. So listen to it. There's there might be a little bit, there was going to be a hiatus, but I've I've made I've called an audible. There might be some special guests in the next couple episodes, so be on the lookout.
2: Uh let's see what do I have going on? Oh, um, if you catch my grift released another new episode, so that's available. Um, I'm gonna highly recommend you check that out. It's mm-hmm. actually about the making of the um Wolf of Wall Street and actually how this uh little Asian guy named Jay Howlow uh basically became uh the, the money mark for um some movie guys and uh became besties with. Leonardo DiCaprio and Zach. in the meantime he ripped off Malaysia you know billions of dollars uh so you know making poor people even poorer so uh he's a real piece of shit <coughs> Not Sounds even, like yeah. it yeah so uh <laughs> go listen to that it's very entertaining Dalton's very entertaining during that uh join the Patreon over there it's five bucks uh I think we're gonna have a Patreon eventually this summer I think uh, I'm working on some stuff to make that happen um Josh what do you got
0: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at uh, jgold 12 and Instagram at jgold 12 Uh, Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Our Twitter handle, IWGuide1. Don't go to IWGuide. It's not us. The YouTube page. (laughs) Until Marcy bullies them, we get it back. The YouTube page that Marcy has worked really hard on. Uh, Check it out. We're going to have some videos up there. I don't know if they're up there yet.
3: There's going to be some uh, quickies coming up.
0: Marcy's quickies are coming up. Don't forget about the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees dot com we have the stand from burlington line we have our faces really wear our faces on your bodies our logo i would put up against anybody's logo in the podcast business it is dope uh listen to our podcast friends at odds with wrestling the super fantastic podcast the card is going to change wrestling cheers our very own marcy's x over our very own home office if you catch my
3: griff and hi a bussy a wrestling adjacent podcast Check out our
0: other friends, JCP Designs, who's going to be a guest on our show, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Castle Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, and Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. Again, if I could thank M V Young again, that was a great interview. He is a uh, really good storyteller and has some really good opinions on the business. So thanks again, and... Uh, um, I throw it to you.
2: I'm gonna go with uh, if God built me a ladder to heaven, I would climb it and elbow drop the world. It won't make. See ya later, dweebs.
3: Later.